You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 85. And today, ladies, I'm continuing on our conversation of how to have a good, healthy 2020 and how to start it off right. So today's episode, I'm talking to you all about how to have a healthy self-discipline and what that means. And to look at self-discipline from the idea of a mindset. And I'm going to talk to you about two different types of mindsets to look at when you're deciding this. Then I'm talking to you about seven ways to master self-discipline. And then I'm talking to you about seven benefits of a healthy self-discipline. So I think you're going to get a lot out of today's episode, give you a lot of tactical tips for how we can really improve our self-discipline to make it something that is not, you know, we don't drudge it, that we want to really start implementing these different principles to get us to where we want to go, especially, especially as we look at our health, because we need to start asking ourselves those hard questions. And we need to start looking at, we need to be disciplined around the area of our health because if we want to continue on and have a new, healthier decade, we've got to start there, okay? How you look at your health, how you approach your health, how you look at other people's health, you know, what you do with your health, what you are willing and not willing to do with your health, those are the questions that you need to be asking and focusing in the right direction on. Because if you don't have a mindset for health, you are not going to move the needle in the forward direction. So come on, listen with me in today so we can learn how to make healthy self-discipline work for us. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint, have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options, and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast. And I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Well, hey there, ladies, and welcome back to another episode. I hope that you had a fabulous week. So this week, I wanted to continue the conversation that I think that we really all need to be having at the beginning of any year but especially this year. For some reason, I think everybody is focusing really heavy on 2020 and moving forward because it is, in fact, the beginning of a new decade. That's important because, you know, you need to look back at the past 10 years and then kind of like feel, where am I going to go in the future for the next 10, for the next decade, right? So you start looking at things sometimes a little bit differently because It is a little different than just any new year this year. So I wanted to continue that conversation and I wanted to go back and circle back around and talk to you a little bit more about mindset and why I think that this topic of mindset is so important for 2020 and beyond and why mindset is so important in your life and especially in your health life. Now, mindset is about shifting and seeing how you how you see things, right? So I want to kind of go over a few things and then I want to talk to you about some other about in some self-discipline issues and different things that we can try and things that we can do and some habits and stuff like that. 
So part of this thing is last week in the podcast, we talked about, you know, I told you that, you know, there's always the thing called smart goals and that I'm not really, you know, just I've tried the smart goal thing, you know, the whole S-M-A-R-T, you know, measurable, actionable, putting a timetable on it and all this other kind of stuff. And it never really resonated with me. It's just like sometimes with the journaling. Journaling doesn't always resonate with me, even though I'm trying it more and more and I keep trying it over and over again. So these smart goals just never did it for me. So I told you that I'm really a big follower of John Maxwell's and I started shaping and looking at my goals from a different perspective versus just the smart way that everybody else does it. And sometimes that's the thing, ladies, okay? It's shifting your mindset to make something you know, applicable to you and work for you. So instead of saying, you know, oh God, you know, these smart goals just don't ever work for me. I don't like them, da, da, da. I said, okay, maybe they don't, but how about if I shift that um, acronym or shift the meaning behind that acronym into something that I can relate to and understand? And that's when I said, you know, hey, first of all, we need to ask ourselves the hard questions and then we have to not cheat ourselves. And then we have to look at starting today as a fresh start And in order to be better, that we have to do better and that, you know, how to build your dream team. So those are all fundamentals in my goal setting. So I am goal setting and I am doing it in a smart way. I'm just doing it in a different way because I'm choosing to have a different mindset. Okay. So that's where I want to talk to you about today. Because according to Stanford University psychologist and researcher, Carol S. Dweck, there are two kinds of people in this world those with a fixed mindset, and those with a growth mindset. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about those two. So maybe you can kind of picture yourself and see which one you are. People with fixed mindsets have and believe that their characteristics, their traits, and their skill sets are permanent and therefore cannot be changed, meaning they think that they were born with it. They are more likely to attribute success to natural talent, and they feel attached to it, and they feel proud of their current level of brilliance, skill, or brain power, rather than seeking to improve through hard work and focus. So they're the ones who believe, you know, I'm born with it, and that's all I need, okay? Now, a fixed mindset is the enemy of self-discipline. So if you follow Dweck's model, it's easy to see how a fixed mindset is the enemy of self-discipline. All right, so I'm going to use the example of weight loss here because everybody can relate to that topic. So that's why I use it. So let's say, for example, that you want to lose some weight. And maybe you compare yourself to a very slim or physically fit friend. So here's the thing. What if you hear this friend say things such as, I've always been small. I have a fast metabolism. It just comes natural to me. No matter what I do, I just can't seem to gain weight. This person seems to eat and drink whatever they want, never exercise, as far as you know and look fantastic, while you, on the other hand, can't seem to lose weight no matter what you do. So you conclude that you just have a slow metabolism. That's your assumption. You accept that you're probably not meant to be any smaller, and you believe it's outside your power to make the changes that you desire. That's when you have a fixed mindset. The truth is that your fixed beliefs are holding you back from reaching your goals more than anything else. Your fixed mindset steals that power. It puts distance between you and the big idea that although it may make a take may take a bit more effort than you're accustomed to, you can change. 
It's all about perspective, ladies. More often than not, people who achieve results you only dream of generally put in more time and work and effort behind the scenes than what it looks like from the outside. They just don't talk about it. They're behind the scenes making it happen. So think about the overnight success, tales of people who seemingly come out of nowhere to instant stardom, right? You never heard of them before, then suddenly you see them everywhere and they make it look so easy. Now, I've heard my coach, Rachel Hollis, say the same thing. Now, until about 2018, you really didn't hear about Rachel Hollis all over the place like you do right now. And she goes on to say that. I was at a recent conference last October where she asked people to raise their hand and ask them, how many of you knew me five years ago? How many of you knew me 10 years ago? How many of you just heard of me within the last year and started following me? And the majority of people put their hand up, said that they had just you know, noticed her and they had just recently followed her. Not too many followed her five years ago or knew about her 10 years ago, okay? But she said, I have been at this for 10 or more years. I have been working on this. I was a food blogger. I wrote cookbooks. And she said, her girl... Girl, wash your face, and was a national bestseller on on New York Times bestseller. She said, "Yes, you know that book, but did you know that I was an author of five other books? But those aren't popular, so nobody knows about them." Okay, so she's been working extremely hard for years, and she finally got a big break, and now she's reaping the benefits of the seeds that she's sown for years before. You see, a fixed mindset is close to ideas of hard work, patience, determination, persistence, trial and error, and learning as you go. Yet, ladies, these are the very traits that self-discipline is all about. Now, look at it from a different perspective. Just as a fixed mindset is the enemy of self-discipline, a growth mindset supercharges self-discipline and it positions you as the top tool in your goal-setting toolbox. So let's return to that example of weight loss. Assuming a growth mindset this time, what changes? Well, first of all, you acknowledge that you may have struggled with your weight in the past, but you decide that it has no bearing on your future. You know you can change. If you do think you have a slow slow metabolism, rather than assuming it's preventing you from losing weight, you go to see your medical provider, you have some tests run, and you gain concrete evidence of such along with recommendations for how to improve it. Just the same if you go and you get testing and it doesn't show that you have a slow metabolism by way of your thyroid or some other thing, you accept that and you know that you can change and you move on. Furthermore, ladies, you educate yourself on healthy, sustainable weight loss methods, taking your lifestyle, your preferences, and your limitations into consideration. You understand that the process may take some time and it won't always be fun, Yet you're aware of why you want to lose weight in the first place. You commit to the goal and you believe that with time, focus, and determination, you can make it happen. So you see the difference? The difference is with a fixed mindset, you believe that you're, you are born with it. Either you have it or you don't have it. Or it's your fault that something is working or something isn't working. Whereas with a growth mindset, you are looking that there's many possibilities outside of yourself and that you have the power to change things, okay? So in her book, The Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, Dweck explains that it's common to have a fixed mindset in some areas and a growth mindset in others. So you can have both. But what I'm what I'm wanting you to do is I want you to really focus in on having a growth mindset. 
Okay. So can you change your mindset? Yes. She goes on to say that one of the first steps to improve your self-discipline is to become more self-aware. And I want to say this again. One of the first steps to improve your self-discipline and to change your mindset is to become self-aware. If you analyze your personality and find that you have a fixed mindset, know that you can change it because mindsets are just beliefs, ladies. They're powerful beliefs, but they're just something in your mind and you can change them. But I want to spend a few more seconds on this topic of to improve your self-discipline, you need to become self-aware. And we've talked about this on the podcast again, but I'm going to bring it up here again because I think it is so worth repeating and really starting to focus on this truth in 2020 as we move forward. Okay. If you want things to change, you have to be self-aware enough to understand how you are playing a role in the inactions of what you were doing that are not causing you to have change in any area of your life. So what does that mean? It means that you need to be brave enough, like I said in last week's podcast, to ask yourself those hard questions, okay? So you have to look at what role am I playing in this situation? If something is not working out the way that I want it to work out, what am I doing or not, what am I doing or not doing in order for it to turn out with this outcome? So many of us ladies, we just don't like to be self-disciplined, you know, myself included a lot of times. Okay. But you know, we don't mind giving discipline to our children if they do something wrong. We don't mind giving discipline, you know, if we're an employer to an employee, if they're doing direct misdirection. Sometimes we have to take being self-disciplined by our employer and we take that. But we have a very hard time admitting to ourselves that we, we stand in our own way, that we are our biggest challenge, you know, that we are holding ourselves back by old beliefs that we talked about in a podcast last year about beliefs that, you know, maybe someone else gave us those beliefs. Maybe we adopted them when we were younger. We heard somebody say something and way deep in our self-conscious, we've never really dealt with it. And, you know, it keeps coming up. And here's the thing, ladies, I want you to really analyze this this year. You know, when they say that old saying that, you know, and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. I think that a lot of us do that because we don't really search deep down below our subconscious to find out why we keep doing it the same way and expecting the same results. There's got to be something lurking or murking in the waters below that cause us to keep doing it the same way and repeating that and expecting it to be different. And a lot of times it's because, you know, we've got boo-boos and owies that are underneath the surface that we just don't want to face and, and really confront once and for all and look at those and figure out how can we change that dialogue that we're having in our head to match and make it to be something in a more positive light. If you don't know what a problem is, you can't fix it. But a lot of times we don't even want to look at ourselves as part of the problem. We want to blame it on something else. You know, oh, I can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. No, you can do it. You're just telling yourself that you can't do it because of X, Y, and Z. So that's what I'm really challenging you to do because I'm doing that myself. Like I said, 2018, I mean, 2019 last year, getting off track there for a year, um, I went to a lot of different business conferences, big ones, big conferences. 
And I had set my intentions with, I wanted to walk away with learning new business skills, how I could take my business to a new level and blah, blah, blah. And when I got there, lo and behold, you know, for me, God had something totally different on the agenda for me. What I got out of all those conferences was I need to change my mindset. I got mindset shifts. And then I started sitting back and going, okay, what's the deal here? And I realized that if I don't start making mindset shifts about myself, about how I look at myself, about how I trust myself, you know, how I trust others and those other things, then those things that I want to gain in my business are never going to happen. Because sometimes, ladies, we want things before we're ready for those things, right? Sometimes we have to shift our mindset and grow in one area in order for another area to be profitable, okay? So if I don't have the trust in myself, you know, in my abilities to do all things and to move into this online space, you know, how can I, how can I have a, you know, a million dollar company? I wouldn't even be able to handle that. So I just want you to take a step back and really just see, you know, the areas in your your life that you really want to move ahead in, but you haven't been able to move ahead in those areas. And I want you to sit back and really honestly, and I mean, honestly, have a conversation with just yourself in silence, out loud, in the car, in the shower, in the bathtub, wherever it is on your jog, when you're on the treadmill at the gym. And I want you to start asking yourself the hard questions. Why haven't you been able to move ahead or change those things that you want to change? And explore those issues and really sit down and start to feel the emotion of of what's holding you back because emotions are so powerful. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Emotions are what cause us to change, not just statements. Oh yeah, I want to lose weight. That's just a statement. It's out there in nowhere. But when we, when we connect a deep underlying emotion for that, and we really see why we want that to happen, then change can happen. Okay. So I want to ask yourself, what kind of mindset do you have? Is it fixed or is it a growth mindset? And if you find that you have a fixed mindset in some areas of your life, like this is the way it's always been, this is who I am, I can't change, then I really want you to just be open enough to kind of see that, yes, you can change those areas and start moving into having a growth mindset, a growth mindset of, I can change, I can learn new habits, I can do things that are hard, I I can overcome things. Yes, it may not be easy, but I can do it. And more importantly, I am willing to do those things, okay? Because part of mindset shift and self-discipline is the understanding that there's a willingness and there's an action in there, okay? You have to act in order to make something happen or to change. It just doesn't do it because you were thinking about it. It only happens when you put one foot in step of the other, in front of the other, and you start moving in the direction of implementing small things to get you where you want to go. So I want to give you seven ways that you can master self-discipline. And the first one is, I want you to ask yourself why, okay? We just said this. You need to know deep down emotionally, you know, why do you want this, okay? You need to know why you've chosen these goals, Because like like I just said, superficial reasons aren't strong enough in order for you to stick with or to make changes to things that you need to do. You need to identify the deep emotional causes that resonate in meaningful ways. So going back to that weight loss example, just wanting to be slimmer 
likely isn't strong enough to keep you on your nutrition plan and going to the gym every day. However, when you think about the more significant outcome, that significant outcome of losing weight, the pull gets stronger. So is the goal of you wanting to lose weight to have more confidence in yourself, to have more energy to spend with your children, your grandchildren, your loved ones? Or is it something that you want to do because you want to live longer and you want to eliminate or avoid as much illness as possible? You see, those are compelling reasons that are going to keep you on the road to moving forward and not getting stagnated. Next, I want you to really understand that behind self-discipline is that you need to increase your ability to delay delay gratification. So when you are weighing opposing actions or opposing options, you're, you're, I'm having a hard time here with these words, ladies, but I'm going to try it again. You sacrifice short-term benefits for long-term goals. Okay. And we often say that in business. Okay. And we're willing to do it in business, right? We say, okay, this is what's going to happen in the long term. And we're willing to go through the steps in our business to have long-term success. But for whatever reason, when it comes to our health, you know, weight loss, nutritional changes, anything like that, we don't say, okay, what, looking at the long term, I'm going to start eating healthier today, but it's going to compound over time. No, we say that I want to start eating a salad today. I want to go to the gym today. And by tomorrow, I want to lose 50 pounds. And when that doesn't happen, we get discouraged and it's like, okay, but we don't look at that in most other areas of our life. Why is that? Okay. Like look at dating. You date somebody, you know, you get to know them, you go for coffee, you go out on a date, you're moving in the forward direction. You don't go from meeting somebody, um, looking at them across the room and then getting married tomorrow, right? So you understand that there's a process there, but when it comes to our health, for whatever reason that is, that concept seems to just fly right out the door and we want everything now overnight, magic pill, magic bullet, magic shake, magic, whatever it is to make it all happen. And that just isn't how it is. The best way to build self-discipline is to delay gratification, okay? But make sure that you plan something enjoyable in the short term too. And that's what I talked about last week. Don't cheat yourself. Reward yourself along the way, okay? Don't make such huge milestones and then say, oh, I'm only going to get myself, I'm only reward myself, you know, when I achieve that huge milestone that's going to take a year, all right? Give yourself smaller milestones during the year and reward yourself, for example, if you're trying to lose weight and you must choose what to eat, you may, com- you, may, you may compromise by following your nutrition plan completely and correctly all week long. But then on the weekends, you may say, okay, I'm going to take a little cheat day here, or I'm not going to be so strict over the weekend. Or you allow yourself some of the foods you enjoy, stipulating that you prepare them yourself with lighter, healthier ingredients. So you're not depriving yourself. For so many of us ladies, it's one or none. Okay. It's either or all or none. You know, it's black or it's white. Sometimes it's gray. And sometimes you have to allow that there's going to be gray areas in all different aspects of your life. And you need to learn to be okay with that. Okay. The key is to make choices that lead to long-term benefit without completely sacrificing your quality of life in the short term. That way you make sustainable changes that you can stick to. All right. That's what we talk about. I also talked about before that the reason why so many of us fail on things is because we make these huge, huge, impossible, unloft, you know, lofty goals that we just are not in the position to attain. You know, we think in our mind, we say, okay, I want to be, I want to make a million dollars this year, but you haven't even made, you know, a thousand dollars in your business. Okay. And then 
that you, you don't meet that goal and then you start beating yourself up again. All right. So you need to make rational, reasonable things that you can reach and attain. The third method of of mastering self-discipline that I want you to look at is to simplify your life by just simply reducing your options, okay? Many successful people do this in media, such as Barack Obama and Mark Zuckerberg. Because, you know, if you look at them, they're always wearing the same wardrobe. They wear the same types of clothes every single day, thereby eliminating confusion on what to wear. You can do the same thing with your nutrition plan by stocking your fridge and cabinets with only healthy foods. Remove the the temptation to go off the plan. Don't bring that stuff in your house. When you sit down to work, clean your workspace of anything you don't need to finish your job. Make only necessities available that you need. Okay, so reduce the options. You know, I have the problem too because I'm an Aquarius and yes, my birthday's coming up next month and I'm a dreamer. And I have so many friends that have such great projects that they're working on. And a lot of them ask me, oh, would you do this? Would you want to do this? And I go, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Oh, that even, that sounds good over there too. This sounds good. And, you know, I end up getting overcommitted. And so I had a really, you know, last year, and especially moving into 2020, looking at and following the advice of some of these great coaches out there that say, you analyze it, is this offer going to get me to my end goals of what I want to accomplish this year? And if it doesn't, you simply say, no, thank you. I appreciate the offer, but I just can't do that. And that's been really hard for me. Okay. Um, uh, Recently, you know, my girlfriend and I, we were planning on throwing this event and doing it together. And as much as I really wanted to do it, I was just feeling all this resistance inside. And finally, I identified that resistance as I, I knew that if I did this with her, and we talked, I talked about this with her too, that this was going to take a lot of time and effort to put this event on. And as much as I wanted to do that, it really wasn't going to benefit my business long-term of what I wanted to accomplish this year. It was just going to create more work on my, on my plate for me and take me away from the other things that I really needed to focus on. So it was super hard for me to say, you know what, I just really don't want to do this because I don't like letting people down and I don't like saying no to good ideas, but I had to. And as much as I, you know, felt that resistance and didn't like it, I did it anyways. And it didn't hurt her feelings because she was totally okay with it. Another method that works for building self-discipline is visualizing the steps you'll take to achieve your goals. And we talked about this in a podcast, I think either last year or maybe in 2018, about how you visualize what you want to accomplish. And a lot of successful people talk about visualizing where you want to go. So if you tend to struggle with waking up early in the morning to go to the gym, for example, before you fall asleep at night, then you can envision how you'll approach the morning the next day. Picture yourself waking up with your, when your alarm goes off, getting dressed and heading straight to the gym. Imagine the exact workout you'll do from start to finish and visualize yourself accomplishing that, knowing you've made the best decision and gotten a great start to your day. See, when we start to visualize things that are happening in our life in a positive, in a positive perspective, we, are, we feel much better about doing them, okay? If we look at everything as a drudgery, who in the heck wants to do that? But if we look at it in a good way, then we go, oh, I'm accomplishing this. So it's also much easier to build new habits and exert self-control when you are well-fed, well-hydrated, well-rested, relaxed, and comfortable in your physical surroundings. As such, make sure, ladies, that you are meeting your basic needs of getting good food, drinking enough water, getting enough rest before you tackle big goals. We talked about this a lot, self-care, 
being your number one self-care advocate. This is where it comes into play. Next, the way you speak about your goals and priorities can make a huge difference in your approach. Okay, remember we talked about this too, and I have to work on this. It's language. It's how we talk about it to ourselves and how we talk about it to other people. So for instance, if you're starting a new business, you know, not every aspect will be exciting and motivating. Some things will feel tedious, dull, and even downright frustrating. And don't I know that? Exercising self-discipline and self-control means pushing through the unpleasant parts to reach our end goal. So a trick you can use here is to change the way you discuss these aspects, not only with yourself, but with people around you. So if you're dreading that you've got to do a presentation in your business, or you've got to do a webinar, or you've got to do a project at school or whatever, then you've got two choices, okay? You can either complain how awful the job is, and you can procrastinate not doing it, and I've done this a lot, and I need to change it, or you can describe how lucky you are to be in that position, and that's what I need to do too. We all need to work on that, like how lucky we are to get to go to the gym, how lucky we are to be making this presentation in front of this audience. You know, I'm, I'm going to meet new people and look at it and talk to ourselves in language that's uplifting and positive. Finally, your self-discipline will be much improved if you think of the end goal and align your identity with the type of person who has achieved what you seek. And Darren Hardy talks a lot about this, and he's my guru coach online virtual, and he always talks about, you know, what kind of person you have to become in order to make that thing happen, okay? For example, if you want to improve your physical fitness, consider the actions of somebody who is physically fit. Reframe your identity and describe yourself as the type of person who cooks healthy food and enjoys physical activity. If you want to be successful in business, examine the traits of successful business people. Adopt some of those traits as you describe your identity. Perhaps you read the most successful people are early risers. You too can shift your self-perception by becoming an early riser. Identify as the type of person who wakes up early to go to work and get it done. Okay? So you see, self-discipline, ladies, is just a combination of identifying your goals and shifting your mindset to prioritize the choices that inch you further toward attaining them, despite your feelings. Having self-control isn't something you can master overnight, and I'm not saying that we're all going to do that because I'm working on it in 2020, just like you, but it's just like any other muscle in your body. Self-discipline takes time to build, okay? So you need to give yourself time and let and allow time to do its effect. And I was listening to this other podcast, Amy Porterfield's podcast the other day, and, and a guy was on there and he was talking about time and how most of us say, we don't have enough time. Oh, it's going to take too much time. But you know, time is just a concept. It's going to go on anyways. So, and you have to understand that when you implement change, it's not going to just take effect tonight. Okay. It, it has to build up and gain steam. So let time be your ally. Time can be either a friend or a foe, right? So let it be a friend and understand that whatever process you're wanting to change, whether it's, you know, your weight, you want to become a better exerciser, you want to become better in your business, you want to build this, you want to do that, that it's going to take time to do that. It's not going to happen overnight. And when you have an understanding and a mindset of growth that it's going to take time, I'm going to have to work on it daily, I'm going to have setbacks because you will, then you meet each one of those things in a whole different physical physical element in your body. You respond so differently and it makes for such a more positive outcome, okay? So I wanna to talk to you a little bit about now 
what are some of the benefits? We talked about, you know, mindset. Then we talked about, you know, um, having discipline and how to get better at it. So now let's talk about the benefits of why we'd want to have more self-discipline and why we want to change our mindset. First, improving self-discipline leads to improved physical health. When you're exercising control over the quantity and quality of the nutrition you eat, establishing a regular fitness routine, drinking enough water to help you maintain a healthy weight, reducing your chances of illness and disease, and increasing your chances of longevity, self-discipline will build in vitality in your life and for life later on. Okay? So when you're self-disciplined now, you're not only going to benefit now, but it's going to benefit you long-term. So that's what I want you to think about. Next, self-discipline helps you make choices that lead to higher academic and career success. Sometimes you must choose between studying longer hours or spending time out with friends or staying out late after work to complete a project and heading home to relax. Self-discipline helps you see the value of delayed gratification, which pays off down the line. We don't have to see instant gratification every single day in everything we do to know that we are moving in the forward direction. Third, self-discipline improves your relationship because you become a better person who follows through on your commitments. People in your life learn they can trust you to do what you say you're going to do, and they will view you more favorably. So are you the person who says, I'm going to show up and actually shows up? Or are you the person who says you're going to show up and then you don't show up? Okay. Be accountable. I said to yourself, because if you're not accountable to you, you can't be accountable to anybody else. And then be accountable to those people around you. Okay. Especially we talked about last week in the podcast, when you build that dream team, they become your accountability partners. So you become accountable to them and they become accountable to you. And it really is a favorable outcome on all different levels. Next, gaining better control of your finances is another asp- is another <clears throat> direct benefit of self-discipline. While it's more fun to spend money than it is to save, the disciplined individual sees the long-term benefit of putting money away for rainy days. That's not to say you pinch pennies and sacrifice quality of life. Self-discipline isn't supposed to make you feel miserable, ladies. Instead, it's about weighing the pros and cons and making decisions that bring you closer to your goals. Okay. So, you know, it's just, it's about making those, like I said, those decisions that are going to get you there, you know, to those goals faster. And sometimes those goals, you know, may not be the funnest things that we have to do to get there. But if you want to see the end result, you've got to go through the steps to get there. And sometimes those steps are not the easiest ones to do. Another benefit of growing more self-discipline is that you'll have fewer regrets because you make better choices in the first place. Okay. You eliminate such problems as saying the wrong thing at the wrong time because you're disciplined enough to think before you speak. You avoid jumping to conclusions. You give yourself time to gather information before making decisions. And you make choices based on facts rather than on emotion or opinion. Okay, this is another thing that Rachel has been teaching us in her coaching program. You know, don't base everything you do on someone else's opinion. Okay, because everybody is going to have an opinion about you, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your mother, whoever it is. Okay, you need to look inward and figure out what's best for you. Okay, and do you and do your business the way you need to, because those those other people, they're not paying your bills, like she says. So why is their opinion important? Okay, you might want to look at someone's opinion and kind of, you know, use it as a, as a, you know, a guide, but you don't have to take people's opinions especially the ones that are just dream stealers to heart. And you need to start making decisions based on facts 
and interpreting things on facts rather than on emotion. Women are so good at this. We get so emotionally attached to things. And if somebody says something to us, we we take it with emotion and we just kind of like, oh my God, they just don't like us, this, that. And that's not really what's meant or intended. You need to start getting hurt over all the simple, stupid stuff that people say and do, okay? Like my friend says, and like I say, we need to grow some ovaries, all right? All right. With an ever-growing list of things vying for our attention, it seems that time is often in short supply. Wouldn't you agree? I would say that. So give me an amen if you agree with that. So one of the best benefits of self-discipline is improved management of your time, okay? When you're disciplined, you set timers for how long you're going to be on social media, or you set a timer how long you're going to spend doing this or that, and you get a better handle on it, and you don't use time as an excuse, okay? People who have self-discipline don't use time as an excuse, okay? So if you don't have good self-discipline, then you're always going to use time as an excuse. Oh, I don't have the time for this. I don't have the time for that. No, you've got the time. You're just choosing not to make the time to do this. And that's okay. So again, you know, moving into 2020, get freaking real with yourself, okay? You know, accept your, accept your decisions and be willing to stand in them. I don't have time. No, you have time. Let's be honest. You just don't, you choose not to put the time in to do X, Y, and Z. And that's okay because there's no judgment, but be honest enough to say that. Okay. Don't hide behind time, money, whatever it is. My husband said, I can't do it. All those are the kind of things. Be woman enough to own your decisions. Okay. So that's what I want you to do in 2020 is to own your decisions and own your actions. Okay. You know, be willing to say, I had this one girlfriend who was so funny. And I asked her, she was starting this business. And I said, um, you know, you need to do this, this, and this. And she said, you know what, when it comes down to it, I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I'm just lazy. And I just don't want to do this. It's not, it's just not worth it enough to me. I said, hey, hallelujah. At least she's being honest. She's saying she's lazy and she's not willing to put the time and effort into this. Okay. End of discussion on how I'm going to help her build a business because she just said right there, she doesn't want to do it. Okay. She's being open and honest. And that's what we all need to be. So finally, self-discipline helps you complete tasks and projects that you start, even when you lose steam or desire. Motivation is always high at the beginning of any new project or new goal, whether it's a new weight loss plan, a new business idea, or even a new relationship to a certain degree. When things are fresh, there is nothing but excitement and stimulation ahead. Yet over time, motivation fades, challenges arise, reality sets in, and it's tempting to go back to something more familiar or move on to the next shiny object. When we exercise self-control, ladies, and we choose to finish what we start within reason, even when we lose motivation and desire, it means not only have you finished the project under your belt, but you've learned lessons and acquired skills that you wouldn't have if you had quit. Okay? As the American writer, philosopher, and artist, Albert Hubbard once said, self-discipline is the ability to do what you should do, when you should do it, whether you feel like it or not. Understanding the importance of self-discipline, then taking steps to improve this most critical skill is perhaps the best thing that we can do for personal development and for the development of our health, for long-term success. Okay, so I want you to really start thinking about these as we move into 2020 in all areas of your life, but especially in your health life. I can't tell you day in and day out how many people I see who come into my office and 
don't want to accept that their health as they sit there on the table is over 50% their fault, okay, of what is going on in their life. They don't want to take, how do I want to say it? They don't want to admit that they are part of the process and they are part of the problem, okay? If sometimes if we have ill health, other than things that we can't control like cancer or, you know, really debilitating things, you're in a car accident, you can't control those things. But there are a lot of measures, ladies, that you can control in your health. You just may not be willing or wanting to do those things, okay? There's a, there it is, the choice. But a lot of things are preventable, and there's a lot of things that you can get on board with to change things. But it's going to require a little bit of a mindset shift and how you look at things. And it's also going to require some self-discipline because I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's going to be easy because if everything was easy, everybody would be doing it. There's going to be times when it's tough, it's frustrating, it's not motivating enough, and you're going to feel like quitting. And you're going to feel like, I'm just not doing this anymore. But I'm here as your coach. I'm here as your friend. I'm here challenging you to change that mindset because you can do it. Even though all those things get in the way sometimes, you are still making progress each and every day that you choose your health and that you choose to do something about it. All right? So I hope that you got something out of today's podcast. Um, I love connecting with you. Um, I'm so blessed that you tune in here and some people give me great reviews and I appreciate that immensely. So if you could continue to do that and go over to iTunes and leave us a rating review, it would really be helpful. The other really helpful thing would be if you could share this podcast with other girlfriends and let them know that we're out here because a lot of people don't know that we're here. Come on over and join us on Facebook and at Well Woman Network 360. Um, We have a private Facebook group there where we do challenges and all kinds of different things. DM me over on Instagram at Well Woman Network. You know, let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what your struggles are with your health because then that way I can help you with those struggles. I can be here cheering you on. I can make eBooks. I can make flyers. I can make meal plans and all those things around things that you're struggling with. But unless you tell me what those are, I don't know. So please let me know. I encourage you to do that. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And again, I hope that you have a richly blessed week and bye for now. The information, including but not limited to text, graphics, images, and other material contained in the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast is for educational purposes only. The purpose of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking any new health care regime. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have read or heard on one of our podcasts. 